What would you do if you saw someone being attacked on the side of the road? Then we traveled to Colorado to take a look at the story of a young couple sleeping in their bed. Everything was going fine until the husband woke up and saw an alien making love to his wife. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys got some cool plans for this weekend. We got a lot of stuff to cover. So first off, let's take a look at our Fan Art Friday for today. This actually was one of the pieces of art we used to run in regular rotation way back in the day. Longtime listeners of the show will remember that. This is from Robert Paulson, a really cool, remember his name, it's a really cool Ouija board, Dead Rabbit Radio flyer image. Really, really enjoy it, Robert. Thank you so much for making this. Then, let's give a shout-out to our newest Patreon supporter, walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now. He's not just solid, he's a gas. It's Mr. Argon. Everyone give a round of applause to Mr. Argon. Argon's a gas, right? I'm pretty sure. I never excelled. You guys, this might seem like a shocker to you guys, but I never excelled in science in school, but... Argon, that might actually be his last name and I'm mispronouncing it. But anyways, Mr. Argon, I'm going to go ahead and give you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out to Mount Laurel, New Jersey. (laughs) Mr. Argon is driving this car all the way out to New Jersey. It's June 6th, 2020. And we're in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. It's 2.45 p.m. It's the middle of the afternoon. We're taking this nice drive down the freeway. John Bishop, 54-year-old man, is driving down Interstate 295. Middle of the afternoon. He's just one of many cars traveling down this road. And he sees off in the distance. Like, he's driving down the interstate. And he sees off in the distance. He sees a woman, like, struggling on the side of the road. Get off of me. Get, get. Get off of me. (laughs) He can't hear her. He can't hear her. But he's imagining what she's saying. Uh, Get off of me. And he sees a man dragging her, and he drags her over the guardrail and begins to lead her off into the wooded area of the interstate. And John, John, John's kind of like, did I just see that? Like, what is going on? So he starts to slow his truck down, and other vehicles must have seen this as well, but they're continuing to drive on by. John pulls his truck over, jumps out, and sure enough, sees this man on top of a woman in the bushes right off of the roadway. And she just begins scratching this dude's face. John jumps over the guardrail and attacks the dude. So now it's two on one, which is the only time when it's okay for two people to beat up one person when the one person's a total pervert. John keeps picking this guy up and throwing him to the ground and the dude's scrambling to his feet. And John's trying to really not just clobber this dude. He doesn't want to cripple him. The fight is on, and they're on this steep hill. And this other guy, the pervert, we're going to name him, we're going to name and shame this guy, Donald Kramer Jr. To be fair, this is all alleged, right? This is all alleged. I don't want him to be like, sir, I am not a creep. I wasn't doing anything creepy to that woman. I was simply kidnapping her. I don't know why you're thinking I was going to do anything gross. Donald Kramer Jr., 53 years old. We have a clash of the oldies here. 54 versus 53. Punching you. That's actually that's actually only 10 years older than me. That's not too old. But we have a 54-year-old and a 53-year-old boxing in the woods. But our boy John Bishop, 
He's not putting up with it. He throws down Donald. Donald is actually not a really good combatant. He keeps falling because the hill's so steep. And John Bishop picks up a big stick and just pins old Donnie to the ground. At this point, some firefighters are also driving down the road. There's a house on fire. They're like, ah, we've done that. <laughs> Putting out fires is so lame. They pull over. They see all of this commotion. They get out. They also help hold down Donald Kramer Jr. He is arrested and charged with kidnapping and attempted sexual assault. And when they asked about this, when they're trying to, the police were trying to put this story together, they showed up eventually. <laughs> they're the ones who went out and put out the fire of the house. They're like, oh, we always got to do your jobs, firefighters. They showed up and they said, so what happened? This is creepy. This woman said, I was just walking down the street. I didn't approach him. I didn't know the guy. I was just walking down the road and he pulled over and grabbed me and threw me into the woods. And that is when John Bishop happened to see that happen. It was a completely random attack. Now, I love stories like that. Sometimes I'll get in a groove and I'll just watch YouTube videos of people saving other people. I find that fascinating. I think I've done stuff like that in the past, too. I've never jumped out of I've never jumped out of a car and beat a dude up. Wait, I woke it. Let me back up. I've never jumped out of a car and beat somebody up in a situation like this to like save somebody. I, but I've, you know, I, I've saved people's lives and stuff like that. I think we all have. I'm not even talking about like converting them to a religion. I was like, oh, I've saved your life, your eternal soul. You know, just when you live through life, I fought a dog once. I think I talked about that on the podcast or on a live episode. Anyways, that's too long of a story to share right here. But I love reading stories like that. And I love seeing stuff like that when people kind of group up to save other people's lives. And stories like this always beg the question, what would you do? What would you do if you saw that going on? Mr. Argon, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dirigible. We are leaving behind New Jersey. We are headed out to Gresham, Oregon. It's January 15th, 1980, 7 p.m. Same setup. People are driving down the road, Kane Drive. This woman runs out into the middle of traffic. Cars are swerving out of the way. She's screaming. She's panicking. People are just driving by her. She's waving. Cars are having to brake so they don't hit her. She's almost causing an accident. And people who get close enough to see her, it is 7 p.m., it's a lot darker. But when they're close enough to see her, they see that she's caked in mud. It kind of looks like she's bloodied. Suddenly, a man runs out of the bushes on the side of the road, grabs her arm, and pulls her into the bushes. Not a single person stops to investigate what just happened. Let me reiterate. Let me reiterate if you're washing the dishes in the past 30 seconds. Woman, covered in blood, covered in mud, runs into the middle of the street, frantically waving her arms. Cars are swerving out of the way, almost hitting her. She's still freaking out. A man runs out of the bushes, grabs her, pulls her back in the bushes. Not a single person stops. Not a single person calls the police. January 16th, the next day. The body of Barbara Tucker, a 19-year-old woman, is found in the shrubs. She's been raped, and then she was bludgeoned to death. She was walking to her night classes at Mount Hood Community College when she was attacked. What's interesting, a long time ago, I started doing a promo read for a movie called The Vanished, starring Anne Heche and The Punisher. 
It wasn't actually the Punisher. It was the guy who played, what was his name? Thomas Jane. I did a promo read for it. And I came up with a bunch of stories that week were about people who had vanished. And I had planned on doing these two stories. One where a woman almost vanished, but because someone was aware and paying attention, they saved her life. And the other one, this woman was assaulted in, in plain view, killed the next day, and her killer vanished. Her killer was never identified. It was 7 p.m. They saw her in the middle of the road. They saw the man who grabbed her, dragging her off into the road. They never could find who murdered this woman. And they saw this man grab her in front of dozens of witnesses. I planned on covering it during Vanished Week. But I didn't. And it just kind of sat in my folder of stories. These two stories, I think they're really interesting, but they just sat there for months and months and months. So why am I covering them today? June 8th, 2021. 41 years after Barbara Tucker was raped and murdered, Robert Plimpton, 58 years old, on June 8th, 2021, was just arrested for the murder of Barbara Tucker. It's so weird. I almost covered the story a long time ago, and I definitely would have done a done an update, but we get it the whole story now because the story I was going to tell was they never caught the guy. Her boyfriend was a suspect for a long time. People thought was it someone she knew? Was it a classmate? Did she accept a ride from somebody and it goes south and then she tried running out of the car? They didn't know. They had no idea who did this. Killer simply vanished. June 8th, 2021, Robert Plimpton, 58 years old, was arrested for the murder. How'd they catch him? DNA profile. How they're catching all of these really, really old cold cases. They have DNA on the victim. And every day, more and more people are sending their DNA off to these 23andMe's, these Ancestry.com's. This guy's third cousin probably wanted to find out if he was half Cherokee. And I'm, I'm luckily, look, I'm making it sound like the cousin's guilty. Luckily, they were able to match this DNA profile and they were able to verify it by getting Robert Plimpton's DNA from him. And they were able to verify. Well, he's this is alleged still. But he would have been 16 at the time of the murder. So he was a young teenager. And he's denying that he did it, so we still don't know. But it, uh, he, this person did not appear on anyone's radar. Apparently it was a random crime. His wife, he's married now. He has a wife, he has a son. And the family's like, listen, he's a good guy. Like, he could not have done this. He couldn't have done this. Robert Plimpton would not have just randomly attacked this woman. Except, except for the fact that Robert Plimpton was actually arrested in 1997 for attempted sodomy and assault. He attacked a woman at random, but a grand jury refused to indict him. So that's a legend, right? That is a legend. However, he might be a good guy. That was a legend. He could be falsely accused of these two crimes. However, he was convicted three times for fourth-degree assault, which is a misdemeanor, kind of a criminal negligence. A lot of times it's domestic violence. Multiple DUIs and, shocker of shocker, Robert Plimpton, who's denying this, has actually been convicted twice of kidnapping. So how he was, how he was out on the street to begin with is bizarre. I mean, one kidnapping conviction, that should be, that should be your limit, right? But two kidnapping convictions, multiple DUIs, and he evaded the attempted sodomy and assault thing. But apparently, allegedly, they caught the man who randomly murdered a young woman and 
I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. The the blood of her is also in the hands of everyone who is driving down that road. I don't expect you to get out and fight this dude, but call the cops. Shine a flashlight in his face. Do something. Do something. They assumed it was just a college prank. You know that good old hazing activity where people run around covered in blood, screaming in the middle of traffic? But it is good that they caught this guy. It's alleged still. Legally, it's still alleged, but... We will see if they caught the right man. Mr. Argon, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Carpenter Copter. We are leaving behind Gresham, Oregon. We are headed out to Colorado. This story is one of those stories that we don't have a lot to go off of. But I think the implications of it are wide and terrifying. The year is 1972. It's somewhere in Colorado. It's late at night. And there's a young married couple in bed. We'll call them Johnny is the guy and Maria is his wife. Things are going okay for this couple. But what they really want to have is a little tiny baby. They want to have a little baby person. This is the big struggle in their relationship right now. They want a baby. They're trying. They're trying as much as they can. Johnny's at work and Maria's like, hey, you mind if I stop on by? We try to have that kid. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. They're banging constantly, but no baby. You go to the doctor. Doctor's just shrugging his shoulder. You're banging. You're banging each other in front of the doctor. The doctor's like, that's not going to help. you having sex in the doctor's office. That's not going to mean a baby. They're trying really hard. They're doing all the medical stuff, but they can't have a child. And one night, they're just sleeping in bed. Johnny wakes up. Whoa. And he sees two large humanoids standing in the bedroom. His wife's not one of them. His wife is a normal-sized human. It doesn't describe these guys as greys. It doesn't really explain anything outside of large humanoids. So it makes me think they're just human-looking. They don't say they have big bug eyes or eight arms or anything like that. They're just human-looking people. And they're just standing in his room. Now, obviously, he's disturbed by this. He only expected one large humanoid tonight. He's very unnerved by this, and he's especially unnerved when he realizes he can't move. He's paralyzed. Now, some people may go, he's obviously dreaming, and this is sleep paralysis, and yes, that would be the skeptical answer. But I've addressed that. Let's just say that this happened, because we don't know either way, right? That's how we do it on this show. It's an interesting story. We're going to tell it. He's paralyzed. He has he has all the symptoms of someone who's having a waking dream, but we're just going to ignore that that's a real thing that happens. He's paralyzed. There are these two large humanoids standing in his room, and one of them is looking at his wife and then crawls on top of his wife. And he's laying there. He's like, Maria, Maria, wake up. Wake up, Maria. But she is dead asleep. And the alien begins to bang his wife. Now, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you guys actually probably aren't thinking this. But what I'm thinking is, was the alien naked when they appeared in the room? Because it seems there's a couple steps missing. This is how <laughs> you're like, Jason, this dude's wife is getting banged next to him while he's paralyzed. Think about it this way. I if This happened to me. If I was sleeping in bed with my wife, I'm not married, but if I was married, Britney Spears is dead asleep, I wake up, I'm paralyzed. And I see these two dudes standing in my room. These two giant humanoids. I would describe it like this. I was about to tell you my erotic slash fiction. 
<laughs> of me watching Britney Spears getting banged by an alien. But no, either I would say, yeah, I woke up and I was paralyzed and these two giant naked dudes were in my bedroom. And then one of them climbed on top of the bed and started banging Britney Spears. I would make that clear. I would say when I woke up, the aliens were naked. So it obviously you would assume they're here to do the dirty. But no, I imagine they were wearing uniforms of some sort. And so they would take it off. They would take off their uniform, right? And you would describe that. You would go into great detail. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what I don't understand is how are you paralyzing this dude's banging your wife? Like, did he take off his clothes? For some reason, I'm hung up on that detail. Because it's totally different. If a dude appears in your room and he's naked and he's banging your wife, I mean, they're both distressing. They're both distressing. But the other one, if he showed up in some, like, Ashtar Universal Command outfit, and he's, like, taking his medals off, he has to undo all these ornate buttons and stuff like that, his holographic belt, he undoes it, and then he's standing there in, like, eighth-dimensional underwear, and he takes those off, too, and then he's banging my wife. Like, I kind of want to know... I don't know that detail. I don't know why I'm hung up on that. Because I think th that way, it's just kind of creepier. Because then you think maybe they just showed up to, like, run some tests... And the dude sees how hot Britney Spears is and is like, hey, man, what Galactic Command doesn't know. And then he starts banging her wife. Or if they showed up naked, you're like, Jason, Jason, just, just finish the story. Okay, so somehow this alien is starts banging this dude's wife. This alien is banging Maria. And the other alien is just standing there watching. Which... That is just a creepy, that is a creepy detail that, that does not need to be added. He's just watching his fellow alien space soldier rail this sleeping woman. And poor Johnny is laying there. He's paralyzed. He can't do anything about it. And he hears his wife having an orgasm. She's deeply, deeply pleasured by this alien's lovemaking. Johnny just can't do anything. And he's hearing his wife orgasm. He's like, oh, so that's what it sounds like. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. She really has been faking. This alien is just giving it to her good. And then, and then the aliens leave. Again, we don't have any, we don't have any detail of whether or not he put his clothes back on or the alien cuddled with her for a while. We don't really know how he treated her afterwards. But they leave. They just get up and leave. And Johnny can't believe what just happened. But after that, after that encounter, his wife was able to have children. Johnny and Maria were finally able to conceive children. They ended up having two little baby people to join the family. This story was originally presented in Preston Dennett's book, UFO Healing. I got it from thinkaboutitdocs.com. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of interesting stuff in this story. I'm not going to go back onto the aliens taking their clothes off. There's a lot of interesting stuff in this story, but I think there's a very dark element to this. I, I, You know, this is a book called UFO Healing, and I think there's two ways you can look at it in a positive aspect. One is that the aliens were sent down to help relieve her reproductive woes, and the only, <laughs> the only way to do that, luckily for the aliens, and really luckily for Maria as well, is for these aliens to have sex with her that gave her tremendous pleasure. And then she could have babies. Like, you got to take it from a sci-fi angle like that. You could also take it... Be you could see that maybe these weren't aliens. Maybe they were angels coming down. Which, in that case, you might want to watch your children. Make sure they don't become giant Nephilim soldiers that cause another great flood. 
It could also be the idea that Johnny really did have this dream, and what he was really seeing wasn't a physical representation of his wife having sex with these aliens or angels or spirits or whatever they were, but some sort of psychic healing going on within her. Like, that was the only way he could kind of see it, but what was really happening was these forces were healing her, so she was able to have children. But let's put on our conspiracy caps to wrap this week up and take a look at this thing. If you saw your wife getting banged by a space alien, and then you're like, Jason, let me, let me digest that real quick before you move on to the next thing. If you saw your wife getting banged by a space alien, and then she got pregnant, would you think that that child was yours? Would you go, oh man, that alien must have must have rearranged her womb or something like that by having sex with her? made it so she could have babies. Or would you think that's a space alien baby? It doesn't say how long it took for them to conceive a child. It doesn't say the next day she woke up nine months pregnant with twins. They just said that later on they could have kids. So it's not like she immediately got pregnant from this alien. But wouldn't you be a little suspicious of that? Wouldn't you be a little suspicious of that? And then I started thinking, conspiracy cap fully on, Let's take in what we know of the lore. Aliens do breed with humans. We have, have covered tons of stories on this show of aliens breeding with humans. So you have the hybrid program. Now, sometimes these kids are really weird looking, right? They look like gray alien. Hybrid. They look like hybrid between a gray alien and a human. That's exactly what they look like. And they're floating around in space because they would just be too obvious to have here on Earth. But then every so often you see a human... I'm not being mean to this person. I think she's one of the most beautiful women ever. Anya Taylor-Joy. She doesn't look human. In a good way. She looks like a space alien, doesn't she? So, in a good way. <laughs> There's no good way to say you're not from this planet. She, I mean, listen, my heart belongs to Britney Spears. She's absolutely gorgeous. But I also love Britney Spears' personality. I love the fact that I'm afraid she might stab me in the neck while I'm sleeping. But I'm sure she also makes really good scrambled eggs. Anya Taylor-Joy, she looks ethereal in her beauty. She doesn't look human. She's just gorgeous. But, you know, she could have the personality of wallpaper. I don't know. But she's physically gorgeous. So, I'll, someday I'll get to know her. But for right now, I don't know. I'm not going to pin my hopes on her. I wonder how many... This is what I'm getting at. This is what I'm getting at. This isn't a fashion review show. Here's what I'm getting at. What if there are way more alien-human hybrids out there than we know of? Like, we hear about the ones that are real weird-looking, like with the big gray alien heads, and they're floating around, and people are drawing pictures of them. And like, this is what my kid looks like, and it's just a picture of some busted-up child. But what if there's... Way what if this thing... Like, Johnny woke up to see this happening. What if this happens all the time? What if aliens are constantly banging chicks on Earth? And getting them pregnant. And if the alien looks too much like an alien, they take it to space. But if an alien has that perfect blend of human, like mostly human looking, but a little bit of alien, they leave them on Earth. What if there's way more human hybrids out there than we can think of? I'm not saying like 50% of humans. I'm not saying 10% of humans or 1% of humans. But even like 0.25% of humans or less are actually 
alien-human hybrids, and they don't know it. The parents don't know it. I'm not talking about those indigo children thing that people are always claiming to be indigo children. They're special. They got special powers and stuff like that. I'm talking about these people appear to be human by every metric, but they're actually part alien. And nobody knows it. And they're not here for some grand cosmic thing to lead us to the next ascension or, or even some sort of invasion process. It's just the byproduct of pervert scientists from another planet seeing if they can do it. It doesn't have to be this grand conspiracy, this grand scheme. It could literally just be an explorer coming to a undiscovered country and banging the population. That happens all the time on Earth. It's not like they were like, oh, let's see if we can create this new culture. They're like, no, we're just going to start banging these really hot women. We've never been to this island. We're leaving in a couple weeks anyways. We're going to bang all these hot women. We're going to leave. They weren't doing it for any sort of real reason. It was just human horniness. And you just have this on an alien level. These two aliens, their mission wasn't to find a hot woman and have sex with her. That was just something they did on their way to mutilating some cow buttholes. We always talk about stuff like, oh, if people found out aliens existed, religions would collapse. I don't think so. I think religions would all start fighting over who got to preach to them first, I think is what you would see. Oh, the world economy would collapse. It wouldn't be the easiest go. It would depend if the aliens are coming in peace, if they show up, if we have to say that they exist or they make themselves known. If, obviously, if there's some sort of galactic battle you know, the economy's going to tank. We get that. But as far as alien disclosure, like admitting aliens exist, how it would affect the economy? How would you go to work if you knew that Alpha Centauri was fully populated by greys? Like, probably. You'd probably still go to your job with a footlocker. What if it's not that big? What if it's not just about disclosing that aliens are out there? And you could say, yeah, the aliens have abducted some people over time, and, you know, we told, we said, don't do that. Yeah, the aliens can disarm our nuclear weapons, so, you know, it's kind of hard to sleep at night knowing they're more powerful than us. But what if it's like, yes, aliens exist, they can do all of those stuff, and they have been interbreeding with us against our will. That is a whole other different game. Because we know people get kidnapped. I covered two stories where people were getting kidnapped in this. We know people get kidnapped. We know people would get abducted by aliens and they could say, yeah, over the course of 50 years, 400 people have been abducted. Most people would go, well, that sucks. That sucks for those 400 people, but what are you going to do? But what if it turns out that these aliens are constantly banging human women and their bloodline, alien DNA, is in parts of the human population? That would panic people. If it turned out that the Tic Tac UFO was actually from another planet... People, a lot of people would just say, I told you so. And then other people would go, whoa, that's amazing. And you'd have some panic, but it wouldn't be the end of the world. But if it turned out that when you go to sleep, there is a chance that an alien is going to bang you and there's nothing we can do about it. People don't, people won't care that these vehicles can disappear from radar. It'd be a totally different ballgame. It's possible that disclosure isn't because they're afraid of what humans will do on a global scale because of an economic fallout or a religious fallout, but because of a raw personal anger towards them. Aliens exist and, and they've been sexually assaulting women. Women who are unconscious have been having sex with aliens and There are members of the human population 
that are the children of this unholy union. That information would be far more devastating to the human psyche than just there is alien life out in the universe. Because not only would you start suspecting that people around you may be part alien, you would start to wonder if your own children were part alien. It would be devastating. It's one thing to think that aliens have technology that can enter our airspace, shut down our nuclear bombs, fly at unheard of speeds, and then disappear in the blink of an eye. It's another thing to think that at any moment an alien can enter your bedroom and rape your wife. They say the truth is out there. But it could be the truth is too awful to even imagine. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great weekend, guys. Peace.